It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello. My name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show. So you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously... It's a podcast. It's pre-recorded. So if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded. And no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C, Feldman. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. no. Really? You joke. She said that to you. Oh, my God. I can't believe that. And so that's what... Oh, of course. Of course. So uh, where, where are you living at the moment, then? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Can't believe. I, I still can't believe that that she really said that to you. That's that's unbelievable. If the press knew about that. Oh. Oh. Oh my gosh. I've just. I've just. I've just realised. Um. Listen. Listen, Megan. I've got to go. I've. I've suddenly realised I'm actually. I'm on the radio right now. Yeah. Listen. All right. Talk to you later, babe. Bye. Bye. Um. Hi. Hi, everyone. It's Alec here. Welcome to the show. Don't. Don't mind me. I'm just. Just having a chat with a friend of mine. Never mind. Let's go. Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from London, Alec Feldman. Ray, and please don't touch before that marshmallow and young blood and black bear. It's tongue tied on Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman here. Afternoon, all. How's it going? Are we all good? Are we all pumped? Are we all happy that the longest week in the world is done? I'm on. I'm hanging out for the next couple of hours, um, and I'm I'm just kind of bored at the minute life is life is boring should i tell you what i've been up to for the last like four weeks of my life so four weeks ago i was ill three weeks ago i was writing an essay two weeks ago christmas okay fine that was nice and then last week and this week essay again that that's that's all my life has become just writing words it's it's so dull and yeah that that's what's going on with me essay exam on tuesday as well that i've done minimal revision for thus far so so all all is good in my life it's just quite dull um i hope yours is slightly better on the show today in order to make my life more interesting and you might enjoy it as well i've been doing some snapchats from the toilet also discussing being denied what you rightfully deserve the town of the year competition making very young enemies and um an mp wants to set up a brand new government ministry i'll tell you about that after four o'clock i will also fill you in on what happened last week after the show it feels like longer than a week ago i was telling you i was heading off to someone's birthday party that was being held in my old school and i have all the stories and details from that at 10 past four as well so if you want to hear what i got up to i did take suggestions then 410 for that. 
We also have a 60 second guide. We also have someone's looking at your door. And we also have loads of songs as well, including new Halsey, some Lauv, some new Becky Hill, Sam Fender, all coming up before four o'clock with me on Wizard Radio. So hang about. Thanks very much. Now it is time for This Week I Learned. This Week I Learned. This is what we do early doors on the show. It is three life lessons that are very valuable. They'll take you far. They're things you need to know. They're things I have learned. So you don't have to. And one of those things that I've learned this week is more than anyone will ever need to know about Europeanization. What is Europeanization, you ask? That is a very good question. And having spent the last week of my life reading about it, I can tell you that nobody knows. Nobody. It's one of those things where you have loads of articles about it and you have loads of other articles saying, yeah, but but what actually is it? Nobody really knows what it is, but everyone writes about it. But actually, we can't define it. And that's just great. When you're writing an essay about it, that is brilliant. So I've, I've learned more than you, you will ever need to know about it. But equally, I feel like I've learned nothing because half the people who write about it say it, it's not even a thing. So that's good. I don't know how I'll get three and a half thousand words about that but it's fine we'll try we'll keep going i won't tell you what i find out because it's actually quite dull lesson number one lesson number two this week i've learned that people you meet people right in various situations you go throughout life and most of them won't stay in touch uh, uh, about how long was it about a year and a bit ago i went on this this fun little like trip i talked about it on the radio at the time like 40 people aged between 19 and 26, which is quite a broad age range. It was great. Everyone like bonded. It was really cute. And at the end, everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe it's over. We'll all stay in touch forever, right? And everyone's like, yes, I'm so sad. And, and, and guess what? Everything goes back to normal the following Monday. Nobody ever tries to stay in touch. And when, when they do, and people are like, oh, let's have a, a, a gathering, a reunion, a meetup. People are like, yeah, great idea. And you're like, can you do this date? And they're like, yeah, great idea. And then it gets to the date and you're like, are, they, are you coming? And they're like, oh, no, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I have other plans. Tried this last week um, with, with quite a few people. In the end, the grand total at this gathering, out of 40 people, I mean, 40 people weren't invited. A fair few people were invited. Four, four showed up. I was one of them. And one of my good friends who I knew from school anyway, was one of them so really the turnout was was two um which isn't great and so that just goes to show that people say oh let's stay in touch and be friends forever but i mean most people probably just can't be asked when it comes to it that's lesson number two lesson number three is an associated lesson that i've learned which is that it, it hurts being unfriended on facebook more than you would expect and this is something I learned at this this gathering of four people that I went on a trip with um, a year and a bit ago. And we were talking about, you know, what, what other people who were there got up to. And one of the people go, hey, you know, you know, so-and-so, they've unfriended everyone who was there except for three people. And I was like, no, that can't be right. I see their stuff all the time. And I went onto my Facebook and looked and they were right. I had been culled, but recently because I liked something they'd posted like last week. So they went through recently, had a cull, and they were like, yeah, don't want them, don't want them, don't want Alec, bye. And it just, I don't know why. I know it's stupid and unimportant. And yet I still feel, I don't know, I feel offended that they've, they've decided that my content is not worth having on their Facebook. They don't want my likes. I was quite a good liker as well. I know Facebook's very like your mum, but still, I was a good liker of their Facebook stuff. But they, they're not interested. They got rid of some loyal likers. And I just want to know why. I think that's it. More than anything else. I, I just want to know why, at that point in time, did they systematically unfriend every single person that was on this trip? And I'll never know, because I can't ask. Because that's, like, weird and needy. And I, I don't care that much. But at the same time, I do care a little bit. I just want to know. I want to know the reasoning. So, what have we learned this week? We've learned too much about a concept called Europeanization that no one can even agree about. We've learned that people, when push comes to shove, aren't very good at making plans and staying in touch. 
And we've learned that it, it hurts being unfriended on Facebook. I just want to know why. I just want to know why. All right. Brand new Khalid on Wizard Radio right now. This is called Eleven. Wizard Radio with Khalid and Eleven. I'm Alec Feldman. Hi. Conan Gray's on next. You know how I said before, I've, I've had a really boring few weeks. I feel like I should I should retract that slightly. Because I've been thinking back, right? Um, like stuff done stuff to talk about i feel like amongst all the boringness i've actually found a fair amount of time to do to do some nice stuff to do some fun stuff including this week ending up in in someone's very 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 fancy house which is very exciting to me um you know in i mean you probably don't know in bits of north london this is you see this very specific area specific Bits of North London, very expensive houses, very fancy, quite old. You know, most people wouldn't have a chance of living there in a million years. And yet, I know someone. This is this is a friend of a friend's house. That so, yeah, I saw the friend, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, I've said I have to go to this person's birthday drinks. Do you want to come with?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, okay." So round I go to this this fancy house, and immediately. It smelt fancy. Door opens. I'm like, <laughs> fancy house, nice house. You know, some some lovely carpet, lots of decoration, and um, I, I want to run you through a few things that I saw in this this very fancy house because there's something about I'm gonna rich people. They have lots of stuff. A lot of it is actually not all that useful, um, such as. A fireplace containing a, a big basket of pine cones. I don't really know why we're there. I don't think they're burning the pine cones. It's just decorative. Pine cones in a basket. Lovely. Another thing. Next to this fireplace. I'm like, what on earth is that? Is it a baseball bat? Because it looks like a massive baseball bat. And they say, oh, no, no, it's, it's not a baseball bat. It's actually a pepper grinder. Pick it up. And I did. And sure enough, it was a massive, ridiculously oversized pepper grinder. I'd say even bigger than the kind you get in Italian restaurants. That big. The kind you have to stand up and stand over someone's shoulder to use. That big. Shaped like a baseball bat next to the fireplace, of course. As you do. Standard range of, you know, mix and match furniture of varying ages. Possibly antique furniture. I don't know. Um, you know, all sorts of that kind of stuff. And this is, this is the most ridiculous bit, I think. <laughs> Above the living room door... There was a, a glass cabinet, kind of fish tank size, except it didn't contain fish. It contained some fake branches and taxidermied birds. <laughs> this was just above the living room door, like hanging off the, the wall and ceiling. A box filled with dead stuffed birds. Okay, cool, lovely. But I don't know if you do this, if you ever end up in someone's house and it's really nice. One of my first instincts is to see what their toilet's like. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. But I also feel the need to document it. And I I have one friend in particular who I think will appreciate it. And I always send him a little Snapchat from the toilet if I'm in a particularly nice bathroom. And here's what I had to say about this one. You know I love the bathroom, right? Look at this bathroom. It's huge. Look, look how many paces it is to get across, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven paces across. You could fit a bed in here, but also... It's enormous. Seven paces across, but also there was... There was what could only be described as a massive goose basket as well. It was a basket shaped like a goose. Um containing various pillows and stuff the urge to throw the pillows out of this basket run a bath put the massive goose in the bath and sit in the goose was strong but I, I managed to resist and also a few other assorted trinkets in the bathroom were as follows they're also prepared for every eventuality up here look toilet gets blocked don't worry about it there's a jug you can fill with water to push it away run out of toilet paper just take a shower I don't know if you quite caught that. There was a jug that you could use, I suppose, to fill it with water, try and unblock a toilet. Next to it, a little basket full of shells, 
So if you ever get caught short, run out of toilet paper, there is a very environmentally sustainable and reusable solution. Oh, rich people, I, I don't understand them. This is Conan Gray Maniac, it's Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, Conan Gray Maniac, it's Alec Feldman here. Donald Trump's been on again. This is always bad news when Donald Trump has said something, anything. It's been a busy week for him. Uh, it's, it's all been going off. Weirdly, he found time amongst all of that, that kicking off to talk about something quite different and something that affected him personally. One of Donald Trump's personal issues and gripes, which is, which is great. You know, it's nice that he still has time, even in the midst of huge potential for global conflict to, to focus on what really matters, which is himself. That's, that's, that's good. And he, he was upset, actually. He was upset that he'd been overlooked. I don't quite know what the circumstances were in which he was talking about this. But he was doing this, this big press conference. He was up, was it a, or a rally? It might have been a rally, actually. Yeah, I think it was a rally. He stood at this big podium. I'm looking at a picture now, actually. It's definitely a rally, judging by what all the people are wearing. Ooh, boy. At a rally. And he was, he was complaining about something. Let's hear what he said. I mean, I'm going to tell you about the Nobel Peace Prize. I'll tell you about that. I made a deal. I saved a country. And I just heard that the head of that country is now getting the Nobel Peace Prize for saving the country. I said, "What? did I have something to do with it? Yeah, but you know, that's the way it is. As long as we know, that's all that matters. Yeah, you heard that right. That's just the president of America complaining that he didn't get a Nobel Peace Prize for all of his personal efforts to stop a conflict. Um, but instead, the, the prime minister of that country did. Can you believe it? Shocking. He's talking about um, Abiy Ahmed, who's the prime minister of Ethiopia. And he's very young. He came in recently. He made loads of reforms, gave loads of freedoms and helped to stop a conflict with the neighboring country, Eritrea. And that's what he got his Nobel Peace Prize for. Where Donald Trump comes into this, I'm not entirely sure, but he seems very upset that the Prime Minister of Ethiopia got a Nobel Peace Prize and he didn't. Um, I'm sure we're all very sympathetic. So here is my question for you this afternoon. When has something you deserved been given to someone else? Like Donald Trump and the Nobel Peace Prize that he, he very much clearly deserves for all his hard work in ending the Ethiopian Eritrean conflict. Yeah. When has someone done that to you? They've they've taken something you deserve credit for. Maybe they got a prize. Maybe they won a competition. Maybe they won an election, a vote or something. When has somebody taken something you deserve? By the way, if your name's Hillary, don't don't text me. I already know your story. Anyone else? 07807183 538 is my text number. You can email me on station at wizardradio.co.uk or you can message us on Facebook, facebook.com slash wizardradio. When has someone snatched something from your hands that you rightfully deserved, like Donald Trump and the Nobel Peace Prize? Yeah, <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, I'll read some of these out in a bit. I'm going to play some loud soon. And now, new Halsey. It's called You Should Be Sad. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Please consume responsibly. Two quite chilled out ones. Loud and changes before it halsey. And you should be sad. Wasn't that nice? I'm Alec Feldman. This is Wizard Radio. Thanks for having us on this afternoon. Playing Becky Hill and Sam Fender soon. Talking about when something you rightfully deserve was, was stolen from you by another undeserving human being. Just like the time that the peacemaking president of Ethiopia took Donald Trump's Nobel Peace Prize away from him. I know, shocking stuff. What an outrage. And I've got a message from Calvin that says, this might sound a bit bitter, but when I was in year three, I wasn't passed up for the gold star of the week for, I'm going to guess, a consecutive 50 weeks until finally, at the end of the year, I was given it. 
you know, the time of the week when they're basically giving it to everyone and it just gets given to the people who haven't received it yet. This this may have been a long time ago. But I will never forgive that prejudiced organisation for excluding me from the gold star for so long. I am star worthy. The words of Calvin. Wow, year three. I I assume you're quite a lot older than you were when you were in year three, which would make you about is that seven and eight? When was I in year three? So six. Yeah, so I've been seven and eight when I was in year three, and. I don't think I bear any grudges from year three. So that's a long time to hold on to that. Really a long time. But I do I do understand the pain. You were overlooked. And then you only got it at the end as like a... Oh, there's no one left. Calvin can have it. Which, in a way, does add insult to injury. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I think, yeah. Your teacher, your teacher might not recognise your star quality, Calvin. But I do. I, I see you... I recognise you, and I would like to give you the gold star of the week. So, well done. You're the gold star of the week for that message. Alana's been on as well. I was thinking twice before sending this in, but here we go anyway. This should be good. Basically, last year, I was on the train, and I found an open bag with loads of money in it. It didn't take a lot of guessing to know that it was just full of money. So, me thinking it, it could be a bomb or something... When the train stopped again, I got the attention of the guy on the train platform. The police came. There's a big hoo-ha. And in the end, it ended up to literally just be a bag of money. For all of this hard work and help, was I given any of the money as a thank you? No. Was it probably drug money or blood money? Yes. Do I still think I should have been given some as a reward? Yes. Totally unfair. Wow. This is some real-life crime drama going down in Alana's life. A lot to unpack. Let's get going. When you say you're on the train and you found an open bag, was it in the luggage rack? Were you just... Who opened the bag? Did you open the bag? Was the bag... It makes it sound like the bag was already open. But where was it? What if it was someone on the train's bag and you were just going through it and being like, oh my God, there's so much money in here. And that was a fellow passenger's bag. I can't imagine if they'd caught you, they would have been very happy about that. But also, <laughs> if it was a fellow passenger's bag... They must have been quite annoyed and concerned when the police got involved. And I'm guessing the train must have been held up. Oh, that, all because it was a, a bag of cash that you thought might have been a, an explosive. Why? Why would? Uh, yeah, this is another question. If, if you had hidden an explosive in a bag, why would you put loads of money in there as well? Surely that just attracts attention to it. And also... It's a waste of money, real or fake. But that, that is an interesting story. That does not happen to many people. I think, going back to the original point of the story, Alana, yes, you do deserve some of that money. It's, it's a shame that you weren't given any of it as a reward. I imagine it probably got taken for I don't know, fingerprints and all sorts, investigations, to see where it all came from. But still, that is, that is a cool story. You had a small part to play a tiny bit of involvement not not in a bad way not in a criminal way just you were you were there in possibly international crime wow that that is quite exciting i think anyway and remember if you see something suspicious see it say it sorted what's the number six five i can't remember it, there's a number you can text for next time you find a massive bag of cash on the train Aaron says, last week, I was on... These are all about trains. I was on the train on the way home from school. And I was sat in the priority seat. You know, the one near, near the train doors. The fact is that it was a busy train. I was exhausted. I'd had a really bad day. And I wanted to sit down, okay? It really did a lot for me. So, when I saw an older lady walking on the train, I just kept looking down on my phone as if she didn't exist. I know it's wrong with me. But I really wanted the chair that day. I always give up my chair for people, but not today. After about 30 seconds, a man asked me to stand up for the woman when I didn't move. I didn't say anything. I just kind of acted like I couldn't hear him. He started having a go at me, calling me rude, and saying things like, oh, those youths. I bet he was shaking his fist at the same time. Which was a bit out of order. But anyway, in the end, I did stand up and give the elderly woman the chair. But it still hits me hard when I think about it. Aaron, man. Um, 
I'm not sure where I come down on on this story. I hate to say it, but I think I think this is more of a submission for the the former feature. I'm a terrible human being, but because that is that is a prime example. That is an act of, of random unkindness. You just being like, I know that's the right thing to do. I'm not gonna do it. I don't care. I feel zero remorse. And in a way, in quite a big way, I do respect that. But I wouldn't go as far as saying that seat was rightfully yours and it was snatched from you. Maybe maybe in the same sense as Donald Trump did deserve that Nobel Peace Prize, you were entitled to that seat. So you can interpret that however you'd like to interpret it. Right, so this is radio. Coming up soon. Um, what we got? The town that wasn't. I'll tell you about that after Becky Hill. This is new with Shift Key. Better off without you. Wizard Radio, Becky Hill, Shift Key. Better off without you. She's so good at songs like that. Like, I feel like she's got a really good voice for, like, dance bangers. It's really good. I'm Alec. Hello. We do this every Saturday, 3 till 5. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Someone's looking at your is coming up soon. We'll, we'll get a visitor. I just, you know, I have a funny feeling. I can feel it in my waters. They'll be coming just before four o'clock, I think, which doesn't give us much time to prepare. But in the meantime, something I was sent this week, I really like it when uh, people send me stuff and they're like, oh, you would you would love this. When people tag me in stuff on Facebook or when people send me stuff like talk about this on the radio. This is good. And I got sent this by Jack. So thanks very much. If you if you see something and you're like, this is this is prime for Alex radio show then station at wizardradio.co.uk drop us a line be like send this to Alec he'll like it and we might talk about it that's that's kind of how it goes you know and this got sent to me by Jack um what did Jack say about it there was a a comment I can't, I can't remember what it was but but basically um there's been there's been a bit of a mix-up a quite embarrassing mix-up for who's it for I oh, was for, for the government actually I feel like the show it's slightly more political than usual today. I, you know, I quite like a bit of politics here and there, but yeah, we'll talk about Trump. We're talking about ministries later. And and now this was a government town of the year competition in the UK. The government are like, you know what? How are we, how are we going to make people in towns feel liked and respected and like the government's on their side? And some, some genius has gone, I know we can do a town of the year competition where we find a town and we crown it the best town for this year. I don't know what the prize is actually, um, but people aren't really haven't been really uh, paying attention to the prize because they're more interested in in quite the mix-up. Because um, the general the general accusation is that the government they don't care about towns. They only care about cities. They know nothing about towns. And the government will say, no, no, that's not true. We love towns. And they proved how much they love towns by launching the Town of the Year competition in in a place called Wolverhampton, which is which is a city, and it has been for the last 20 years. But nobody quite realised this, and they they were like, oh yeah, we're going on a big tour of all the towns. We're starting in Wolverhampton, and it, it took until um, they put this big press release announcement out for people to go. Um, Actually, Wolverhampton, it's not a town anymore. It's been a city for the last 20 years. Sorry about that. And and it's all quite embarrassing for them. It makes them look silly. And it's, it's just quite funny. Um, so I think next time, give Wolverhampton the credit it deserves. It is a city. It should be treated like one. And it's not It's not a town. So it's not the best place for your town of the year competition, really, is it? All right, someone's looking at your door is coming up after one of my faves, Sam Fender, Saturday on Wizard Radio right now. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. Now, can you just imagine that I'm, I'm wearing a, like a shiny suit? I'm just running out onto a big TV set. Everyone's clapping and cheering. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Someone's Knocking at Your Door. Everybody's favourite door-based game show. Um, if there's a door, someone will be knocking at it. I feel like this game needs some catchphrases or something. We'll see if that one sticks. Maybe I'll have to have a brainstorm. So, someone look at your door. How does it work? Very simple. Um, in a minute. Not yet. Not yet. But if, if and when 
someone knocks at my door, which I suspect they they might momentarily. Um, they're not allowed in. I will not open the door to them until you can guess who's knocking. Why am I like this? I don't know. I just I don't like unexpected guests. I think that's the problem. And I, they can only come in if you can, you can vouch for them. Tell me who they are, and only then will they be allowed into this this very fun party at which I'm all I'm forcing all of you to, to play along with this game. Very fun, I'm telling you. So that's how it works. There are five questions that Games Gilmore will will ask about this guest, and then if you can work out who it is from the five yes or no-ish questions, then they can come in and we'll have a chat with them before the end of the show. That's how it works. So, who is coming this week? They, they seem to be a bit late, actually. Um, not, I'm obviously not expecting them, but they are kind of... Oh, there we go. Yes, yeah. They're knocking at the door now. I can hear. Okay. One second. One second. Okay, okay, okay. Right, I'm going to go and take a look to see who it is through my little my little peephole. I've been thinking, actually, about getting one of those um, one of those special, you know, the doorbells that light up and they film, but I haven't got around to it yet. Is it called a ring doorbell? Anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I see. I see my my visitor. Actually, oh, it's, it's two visitors, actually. How interesting. Um, but, but I'm not entirely sure who they are. I've got a few rough ideas. So, um, James, are you there? Would you like to ask me some questions? Yes. So work it out. All right. Okay. So. What have you got? Are your visitors... So there's two of them. Are they related? In a way, yes. No, no. I meant related by birth. Yeah, yeah. In a way, yes. But no, not really. All right. Okay. Are they... um, The same gender? Yes, they are. So either two guys or two girls. Cool. Um, okay, two people at your door. They're related in a way and they're the same gender. Are they in the public light right now? They've been a bit quiet recently, so no. Okay. Um, so it's not the royal family? This it's is... not the royal family. Okay, two visitors. They're related in a way. Um, are these two people known for a particular talent? No. Okay. It's, they do all sorts. Okay. Um, God. All right, we've got one more question. Um, I would have said the Chuckle Brothers, but one of them is dead, so that's unlikely. <laughs> well... We have had visitors from beyond the grave before. We have. I'm not going to waste my question now asking if they're dead or alive, because I think they're alive. Um, related in a way, same gender, been a bit quiet recently, not known for being talented. They do all sorts. My final question, are the two guests, is it a surprise to see them together? No, it's not at all surprising to see them together. Okay. All right, that's my five questions. Okay, I think the questions you have asked this week are fairly wide off the mark, actually. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I did my job. <laughs> so, who knows if anyone will get this. Should I... I feel the need to give out a small bonus question. Woo! But, uh, bonus clue, rather. Please do. But not, not one that will give it away too much. So I'm thinking what will, what will help but won't give it away. I'm, okay, I'm going to say this. They're from... I think it's Wigan. They're from somewhere in the north. And they've, they've been around for a long time. But again, um, I suppose that doesn't rule out the Chuckle Brothers. But if that's what you want to use your guest on, be my guest. The people knocking at the door this week, they're related, sort of, by birth, no, they're technically not related, but it's like their family. They are the same gender. They've been a bit quiet recently. They're not known for any particular talent because they do a bit of everything. And um, it's not at all surprising to see them together. They're also from Wigan or the surrounding areas in the northwest of England. Who do you think it is? 
07807 183538. That is the number you can text me on. You can send your guesses to Twitter at WizRadio or uh, on Facebook.com slash WizardRadio or by email station at wizardradio.co.uk. Who is knocking at the door this week? They are technically not related, but they sort of are. Same gender, quite recently. Do a bit of everything. And it's not surprising to see them together. Who are my surprise, unexpected guests? They can only come in if you can guess who they are. So send your guesses in now. I'm going to play you some Camila Cabello next and Sam Smith. And I'll tell you about what happened when I went to a party at my secondary school. After the news, it just gone four. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. Sam Smith, money on my mind on Wizard Radio. Before that, Camila Cabello and the baby. My oh my. It's Alec Feldman here. Thank you very much for having us on. Alec Benjamin, Justin Bieber, and Travis Scott playing in the next 20 minutes on Wizard Radio. Now, I promised I would tell you exactly what happened when last week after the show finished. I went to someone's 21st birthday party when they had hired out the entirety. Well, not the entirety. They'd hired out the whole of our secondary school or high school, if you are American and have the party in there and what a gathering it was it was it was a strange a strange set of circumstances i was asking you last week what i should do what i should get up to when let loose in my my old school of a saturday night some people were advocating basically acts of vandalism i'm looking at you josie and um mikey who said i should put raw chickens in a drawer and flood the toilets i didn't get round to that um i i did do what ellie suggested and walk around with my shirt untucked my top button undone because i can i wasn't in school uniform at the time i just happened to be wearing a shirt and um harry who was advocating hide and seek or football i didn't do hide and seek as such but there was there was a bit of an undercover mission because the, the school had its, like, I don't know, security people. They were in the building to make sure that people didn't wander off to places they weren't supposed to go. And just kind of... It was a bit like a sheep herding activity, really. They were trying to keep a bunch of 20, 21-year-olds into the two rooms that they were allowed to be in. And obviously, when, when for people like me, this was my school, I'm like, excuse me, do you know who I am? You can't tell me where to go. And me and one of my friends, we we decided we were going to try and kind of sneak past them and go on, go on a little tour, you know, see all the old sites. And so we managed that. Um, obviously, it was, it was under the cover of night. Most of the school lights were off. It was dark outside. We waited for these, these two security blokes to, to walk past where we were standing. And then once, once their backs were to us, snuck out through the door. Legged it across the little courtyard that's in, like, the middle of the school. The school's, like, a square with a hollow bit in the middle. So we legged it across, and after that, we just kind of went on this fun little walk around our old school. I felt felt like a spy. I felt quite cool. It's the kind of thing you kind of have weird dreams about, but also secretly quite enjoy sneaking around, you know, making sure there's no one around corners and just tiptoeing with the lights it was fun i got a thrill out of that let me tell you it is cool feeling like you're on a secret mission and so we went on our our little tour saw all the old sites but also it is quite weird to be in your old school at sort of eight nine o'clock on a saturday night in the dark three years after you've left um lots of people who I haven't seen for years were there. Lots of people I've never seen before in my life were there who were never at the school but got invited to the party. There was also a cheese board. Yes, a cheese board was at the party. Can confirm. Alongside crackers and dips. And a, a tray of... This is this is bougie. A tray of Ferrero Rocher chocolates. I know, You know the nice ones that have like Nutella in the middle. Oh yeah, that was that was a nice touch. And it, it was just weird milling around in an empty school but but quite cool quite surreal especially when miley cyrus party in the usa is blasting out over the speakers in your your school assembly room that bit in particular kind of makes you pinch yourself a bit and think is this really happening 
am I awake? Like, how is this occurring? But it was good. It was it was weird. It was fun. I had a good time. I'm trying to think if there was anything else of note that happened. Oh, there was some there was some fun disposable cameras like for the olden days, like, like you used to take on holiday with you, so we could you know capture the weirdness forever. I know smartphones are a thing as well, but this way we can do it in in washed out glory, where you only get 28 attempts and you had no idea what any of the photos looked like. And I saw them yesterday, and some are better than others. There's a couple of ones that I make it into, and all in all, good a good time was had. So if you get the opportunity to go to a, a party at your old school, because that happens all the time, take it. Grab it with both hands. Quite a lot of people who were on the event didn't didn't end up going. And I think that was a mistake on their part. Maybe they thought the event wasn't real because it seems totally ridiculous. They didn't go. And I think more, more for them. They're lost because they missed out on an absolute treat. And I had a lovely time. Would do again. Coming up next... The MP who's suggested a brand new ministry opening that's that's quite out of the box, let's say. I'll tell you what that is after Alec Benjamin. That was someone whose name I never tire of saying on the radio because it's the same as mine. Alec, with a C, Benjamin. It's called Minds of Prison. I am Alec, with a C, Feldman. How's it going? Justin Bieber and Yummy is coming up <laughs> in a second political debate in this country is it's it's in an interesting place right now we had an election labor party lost that election quite badly like the worst they've done in like almost 100 years you know it's been pretty bad for them they're doing a lot of soul searching at the moment just trying to work out you know who are we what are we for why is nobody voting for us anymore and loads of people have obviously different ideas about the direction they should go in what they should do what they should be saying about the country and how it should move forward and some quite interesting ideas have been fired out actually um an mp i have no idea how this really came about was doing an interview with someone from itv the mp is called rosina allen khan she's the mp for someone somewhere in london called tooting and her contribution to the debate i think personally is the best contribution there's been like overall it's the most interesting it's the most out of the box it's also quite quite ridiculous she was asked if she had to create a new ministry that's like a new government department you've got the department um for education you've got the home office who do like police and immigration and stuff you've got the exchequer who deal with the money she was asked if you could create a new one of those what would it be for and this was how she answered i think you've said to me that you'd like to create a new ministry i, I would what is this new ministry it's the ministry of fabulosity <laughs> and it's a real th- it's a real thing listen now no naysaying or giggling it's it's a real ministry it will have to be dominated by fabulous mps and come out with fabulous policies okay. to shape the country now, where does that come from? I'm not 100% sure how sincerely she believes in this idea. Maybe it was just a, oh my God, I wasn't expecting to be asked this question. Quick, what should I say? And she comes out with the Ministry of Fabulosity to be staffed by fabulous people coming up with fabulous ideas. Okay, cool. Um, To me, that sounds quite good compared to everything else going down. Maybe we need a bit of fabulosity in our lives i think it's it's quite smart it t- like catches on to a need for people for more fabulousness i wonder who could be the minister of fabulosity who who is fabulous enough to be like the head of that department i wonder maybe someone like craig revel horwood he says the word fabulous a lot okay there we go craig revel horwood the judge from strictly come dancing ought to be the new minister in this new ministry of fabulosity perfect but what would this ministry actually do that's the question and it's a question that mp rosina allen khan answered herself actually the other day so so i think political debate there is room for um traditional political debate and then sometimes there's room for a dance-off yes absolutely she is 
bang right here. She's actually onto onto a couple of things that we have discussed on this show before. The first, it reminds me of the the time I attempted to set up a political party, an explicitly ageist political party that was only for young people. And we came up with ideas like this on a regular basis, you know, solving policies with with dance off. Yes, excellent idea. But also it links into another thing we have talked about on the show a while back when I think it was when we did a Jason Derulo musical that does ring a bell and he had to fight some aliens and he fighted the alien fighted what am I on about he fought the aliens and they resolved their disagreement in the form of a dance-off so Rosina Allen Khan MP for tooting is quite clearly listening to this show she's obviously taking all of our ideas on board which I'm a big fan of I'm also a big fan of solving disagreements with the dance-off. I think the world would be a much more harmonious place if we put down our weapons, put down the guns and the nukes and the missiles, and get get Donald Trump, get the the Ayatollah of Iran, and get him to have a little boogie. We'll see who wins. Boom. That'll sort it. Rosina Allen Khan is, is really onto something there. I think she's genius. And that is the Ministry of Fabulosity for truly fabulous people. Um, I don't know what Justin Bieber's role in this ministry would be. I'm not sure he'd be a part of it necessarily. But he's on right now with Yummy. It's Wizard Radio. Justin Bieber and Yummy on Wizard Radio. It's Alec here. Coming up, Travis Scott, Hayley Steinfeld, Kalani as well. And we'll find out who it was that was knocking at our door at 10 to 5 this afternoon. That is in 23 minutes time. Which is not long to wait until we get to know who it was. So that's cool. I complained at the start of the show about how I'm, I'm really bored because I've got like uni work that needs doing and I'm sat doing it and thinking, ugh, all of the things I could be doing right now, which I'm not. And and then I've proceeded throughout the duration of the show to tell you about all of the things that I've been up to. So I feel like maybe I'm, I'm either not working hard enough or just being slightly hypocritical. I'm not really sure which. But um, I, I did actually... I took the day yesterday, you know, as you do, um, because I had planned with someone I haven't seen for ages, and I was like, what should we do? What can we do tomorrow? Um, this was a planned day off, so I feel like you're allowed it if you're, like, incorporated into your work schedule, right? Right? Yeah. And we went to the London Transport Museum in London, obviously, which is a museum about, like, the tube and about buses and cars and all that kind of stuff in London. Which sounds really lame, and that's because it, it probably is quite lame. But it's also really fun, and you learn lots. You learn all about how London grew and how the transport network had to grow to meet the demand. It's cool for, like, history, if you like that. If you're into buses and trains and all that stuff, it's cool for that, I guess. But it's also fun if you are essentially a child, as I am, because there's loads of cool opportunities to, like, to play pretend and play with stuff which I'm a big fan of. Um, you know Crossrail? It's the new the new train line that's never ever going to open because they keep delaying it going from like West London to East or something. It's a big deal and they've got some shiny new trains and in the London Transport Museum they've got a thing where you can sit down and it's like you're driving the train and I felt really cool and important and it tells you what speed you should do and I was just like, ha, I'm not going to follow the speed limit and I went really fast and the computer was like, you're going too fast. And I was like, so what? What are you going to do to me? And all of my imaginary passengers in my head were very happy because they got to their destination faster because I was going at twice the speed limit for this train, this pretend train. Yeah, I know I'm a massive loser. But also, I'm a rebel who can't be tamed. But also, they've got, they've got loads of cool things that are fun, just like photo ops. You know, you can get a picture of you, for example standing on the back of one of those old buses that have the open bit at the back with no door and just there's a pole and you can stand so i've got a photo of me standing there looking cool and important and they also have it's not a bus it's like the front of a bus the back's been chopped off but they have the front of a bus that you can get in and sit where the bus driver sits and obviously because i'm a child i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna sit there and I was like, you know, pretending to drive with the steering wheel as if I, I'm not allowed to drive actual cars, which I am. But I found this, this fake bus way more exciting. And like flicking all the switches 
and my friend was taking photos of me looking like a massive loser pretending to drive a bus and and then then my friend goes oh i think i think it's someone else's turn now and i'm sitting there thinking it's someone else's turn when i say it's someone else's turn but but sure enough there was a very small child who can't have been older than four maybe um you know patiently waiting for for his turn which kind of sums up the age i think these activities are supposed to be for and you know obviously i i got out and let him have a go but there was there was a part of me thinking like stupid kid this museum's empty it's the middle of the day why aren't you at school you know why are you why are you here making my turn shorter could you not wait a little bit longer and honestly i alec feldman a 20 year old man felt felt slightly resentful towards a four-year-old child for making my turn and pretending to drive a fake bus in a museum shorter. I've just heard that out loud for the first time. It it does sound quite ridiculous, but honestly, in my head, at the time, that kid, he became like my sworn enemy because, you know, he interrupted my fun time pretending to drive a bus. And, and that's something that no one can get away with interrupting. So what I want to know today, just basically to make me feel a bit less ridiculous have you ever made an enemy of someone who is much 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 younger than you are like i did with this this little kid he doesn't know he's my enemy i wasn't mean to him but in my head we're mortal enemies now have you made an enemy with someone who is way younger than you are 07807 183 538 text me please or email me station at wizardradio.co.uk with the times you've made an enemy of someone who is way younger than you are we're going to do that in a bit. First, though, I'm going to play you Travis Scott, Rosalia, Little Baby. The track's highest in the room, and I've done some research into Travis Scott, so we can all learn a bit more about him. This is all, by the way, backed up. I can fact check it. It's all true and accurate, so let's have it. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. Travis Scott claims that he grew up in The Hood, which he did, if you consider a leafy suburb with its own private police force and excellent public schools, to be The Hood. Known as Trevor growing up, his favourite subjects were maths and French. He was a funny looking child as a result of his unusually thick hair, of which he only had eight very long strands distributed kind of around his head. And also the braces he wore from the age of 11 to 16, which included the full headgear. Unsurprisingly, he was bullied over this. Uh, The subject of his song No Bystanders, Bystanders in fact, is about that. When he was 15, however, he started hitting the gym. By the time his braces and headgear were taken off, Trevor was ready to get revenge on his bullies, get a whole new wardrobe, and ask the girl who'd been crushing on since the seventh grade to prom. She said no. Travis Scott was a new man. He'd also been through a massive growth spurt at the same time, and was six foot ten. You could say he was the highest in the room. (laughs) And that's Travis Scott in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays, three till five. Hayley Steinfeld and Wrong Direction on Wizard Radio. Come on, Hayley. Back to the bangers, please. No more sad piano stuff. Bangers only. Thank you very much. For that, uh, Travis Scott. I'm Alec Feldman. I'll play Kalani in the weekend before Miles is on at five. We'll do someone's knocking at your door in about 10-ish minutes. First, though, we're talking about making enemies with people who are much, much younger than you. Like I did yesterday with someone who must have been probably no older than four years old at the London Transport Museum when he was he was very patiently waiting for his go at pretending to drive a, a half bus and I just didn't want to give it up and we are now mortal enemies and I wanted to know if you've ever made an enemy with someone who is essentially a very young child and we have a couple of messages Talia says this feels like an issue I probably shouldn't put on radio that's my life but anyway me and my cousin, age gap, 16 and 5, Tally is the 16-year-old, obviously, are in a war at the moment because he keeps hitting me. I'm actually getting bruises from him. He isn't stopping. We start What started off as something playful has now turned into a war. And I'll put it this way. If he continues, I will put him on blast on the internet so that when he's old enough to have Twitter, he will be the most hated person on Twitter. That's that on that. 
well, that that would be quite the escalation if you just roast him on Twitter. But if, if you're going to escalate it, if you're going to take the, the nuclear option, then I suppose that's what what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. But I wouldn't I wouldn't advise it personally. Uh, who else we got? Ben. I have a funny story. A couple of years ago, when Minecraft was all anybody spoke about, me and my friends, there's five of us in total, were totally addicted. We made a group on that so we could all fight and protect each other in battles. But whenever we went onto a specific server, there was this kid who kept on destroying all of our buildings and just being really annoying. So we started a targeted tam- uh, 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 what? A targeted campaign to try and get him banned from Minecraft. Literally, he was so annoying and kept ruining all of our Minecraft plans. This sounds pathetic, I know. Anyway, we did lots of digging, and guess what? He was eight years old. We were literally trying to get an eight-year-old banned from Minecraft for messing around. We stopped shortly after. Oh, Ben, I, I, I relate to this. Not on a personal level, because I always managed to strongly resist the temptations of Minecraft. It almost became a character trait of mine that I would just refuse to play Minecraft. But all of my friends were into it. They were fully obsessed from, I'd say, year 70 and 9. They were loving it. It's all they talk about. It's all they do. They were fully involved in making Minecraft servers. They would also have Minecraft server-related beef. Yeah, Minecraft was where it was going down for a few years. So I, I, I understand how this must have felt to you and how important it must have been. So... I can see why you did go to war with someone that was essentially a child. Well, they were eight years old because they were blowing up your buildings and what have you. But, yeah, harsh. How did you find out he was eight? How did you do digging? Were you stalking this guy? How deep were you in this interrogation? Well, not no, inter- investigation, more like. That That is dedication to your, your Minecraft-related war. Matt's been on as well. You're not going to believe this, Alec. One of my best friend's younger brothers <laughs> keeps sliding into my girlfriend's DMs on Instagram. I know it's not spurred on by my best friend or anything. His younger brother is nine and is just really cheeky and advanced for his age. The last time I was at my best friend's house, I was talking about my girlfriend and we were all joking around and his younger brother must have followed her or something. But I'm having a real problem with him because he's trying to snatch my girlfriend off me. This is going to escalate. I can feel it. This is something. Stay in touch, Matt. Please let me know how this turns out. Whenever whenever this gets escalated, station at wizardradio.co.uk. Um, I'll hopefully get it put just like, I don't know, a message for Alec in the subject line. I need to know how this turns out. Uh, what I mean, what are you going to do? How can it escalate? He's nine years old. I, I think... Your girlfriend is probably not going to to ditch you for a nine-year-old, in in all likelihood. So what what are you going to do? What kind of DMs are they as well? Are they really inappropriate? Are they just friendly? Like, hey, how's it going? Or is it is it much worse than this? All information I I need I need about this story. I need to hear more. So please get back in touch. Station at wizardradio.co.uk. This is specifically a message for Matt, who who sent us that about his nine-year-old, his friend's nine-year-old brother trying to nick his girlfriend. I need to know how it turns out. Awesome. Good messages, good wars, good feuds with small children. In fact, better feuds than me just being annoyed because he asked, he didn't even ask. I felt obliged to leave this, this fake bus that I was driving because I myself am a child. Cool. Someone's look at Nora's coming up in a second and I'm going to let you some Kalani now with Keisha Cole. It's called All all me and this wizard radio Someone's knocking at the door Somebody's ringing the bell It's wizard radio and we are getting straight back into someone's knocking at your door which is the only game show on the radio based around doors and the postcode lottery I'm Alec Feldman I'm the host of someone's knocking at your door and let's get straight back to it an hour ago I gave you clues we had some questions the answers to the questions were the clues to try and work out who my visitor or visitors are this week because you know people come around to my house unsolicited all the time weirdly it's always about the same time every week but life's weird like that so the people this week 
um, we have established that they are not related in the sense that they were not birthed by the same woman, but they they are in some senses like they are family. They're the same gender. They've been a bit quiet recently. They're not known for any particular talent because they do a bit of everything, really. And it's not that surprising to see them together. Who is it? I gave you a bonus clue, which was that they're from Wigan or somewhere, which is in the northwest of England. And then I gave you this. This one was subtle. It was after the news. I gave you a bonus bonus clue when I just casually mentioned that it's a good thing I have cheese in them. But what did it all mean? Did anyone make sense of it? I don't know. But let's find out. Anna has sent me a guess. I know James said it wasn't these people on air. He doesn't know. He never knows who it's going to be. I feel like that might have been a red herring and actually an extra clue. So, are your visitors the Chuckle Brothers? And then Anna's added, from Chuckle Vision. They aren't related, but might as well be family. They're the same gender. They've been quiet for quite a while. One of them for a very obvious reason. And are kind of not known for one thing in particular, but doing all sorts. I don't know what they're doing, though, if they're from the north or anywhere up there. Yeah, they, they would have had to travel a long way to get here. Paul would have had to travel a long way. Barry, well, even further. But things to, to call up. I like that you said the Chuckle Brothers from Chuckle Vision as if they're going to be from anywhere else. You also said, Alec, they aren't related. They are. You know the Chuckle Brothers are actual real-life brothers. There's loads of them. There's like, you know the man in Chuckle Vision who was like, and remember, no slacking. He was also one of their brothers. Yeah, they are real-life brothers. But it's not the Chuckle Brothers knocking at the door. It wasn't a red herring. James Gilmore genuinely has no idea who's knocking at the door every week. It's a mystery for him as well. Harry says, are Ant and Deck knocking at your door? They're not related, but they've been together on TV for decades, so they might as well be family. I think they're from the North. They are both the same gender, and they've been a bit quietly lately because of Ant. Or Deck. I don't know which one. Uh, going to rehab. And they don't really have a talent. They do all sorts. They literally tick every single box. I like that the theme has been double acts this week. Kind of unintentionally. This one, the people who were knocking the door, who aren't Ant and Deck, wouldn't be considered a double act in the traditional sense of the word but it's it's a sound guess it was Ant not Deck who went to rehab just for clarity's sake because Harry wasn't sure I don't think they have a talent they must they keep getting all these awards they must have some kind of talent I don't know Alex with an X says I know who it is have Dick and Dom left their bungalow and are stood outside your house right now they're kind of related I mean they live in the bungalow so they might as well be um, they're the same gender, they've been quiet recently, and they don't have a single discernible talent. Not true. They also used to throw cream prize at each other. The cream is milky, which is the cheese clue you gave. And Richard, aka Dick, is from South Yorkshire, which is in the north. I'm so excited for this interview, says Alex. Alex, I'm sorry to let you down. There will be no interview. It's not Dick and Dom. But I like that you have put together all of the clues here. <laughs> you're kind of reaching a bit to say that cream is the same as cheese but I see what you've done um, no it's not It's not Dick and Dom I'm afraid of I would love to get them on the show maybe one day maybe one day Nathan I have two guesses for you two is that allowed I suppose so first guess is it Holly and Philip as in Holly Willoughby Philip Schofield I don't know what their talent is but they're always on TV they're a duo on TV too they aren't the same gender as far as we know but really who knows how they individually truly identify. Also, maybe one of them really likes cheese. Yeah, um, no. I don't think Phil or Holly identify as a different gender, so it's not them. Um, you are incorrect. Nathan's second guess says it's probably more realistic. Is it... <laughs> is it Tracy Beaker and Elaine the Pain? While some may think it's unlikely to see them together, actually, they're always seen together when you think about it. They've been very quiet for the last 10 to 20 years and are known for doing all sorts of tricks. I really hope it's one of them. It's not Tracy Beaker and Elaine the Pain either, I'm afraid. I don't really know where that one's come from. But it is close in the sense that nobody else has suggested a fictional character except Nathan because this is the one question James Gilmore usually asked and didn't. 
it was in fact a fictional character or two fictional characters who are sort of related they do all sorts they're known for doing lots of jobs in fact including being uh, bakers being window washers being sheep shearers they've done lots being pest control because i'm talking about wallace and gromit they're they're from wigan in the northwest or lancashire generally and wallace obviously like cheese that's where we got it from and no one guessed it this week i can't believe it maybe wallace and gromit just doesn't have the dedicated fans i would have hoped they do but the people knocking at the door this week were wallace and gromit which nobody managed to guess which means i have to send them away um they might have just washed my window which is why they're here and which shows i'll pay them first but then i will cast them away that's the end of someone's knocking at your door that's the end of the show thanks for listening back on friday with the weekly next tape get the podcast alec Feldman, the podcast that's all i have to say miles mccorsky's on next finishing on the weekend this is heartless there goes another episode of alec feldman the podcast wasn't that some great content come back next week for more audio based fun with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.